There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Fox Footy launch edition of the Junk Time AFL podcast. Michael Chamberlain speaking. Adam Rosenbach is right here. Yeah, we're coming to you from uh, Arbury, Arbury afloat down beside the uh, uh, Flinders Street station on the Yarra. Couldn't be more fucking Melbourne if you tried. Like, yep. We'd have to be in the middle of the MCG to get slightly more Melbourne. And we have had a cracking morning. Um, there was a big launch for the Fox Footy uh, season and we have spoken to some of the greats. Anyway. Of football, we have, we have. Like off the top of my head, we have Jordan Lewis. We got uh, as I'm watching uh, Geordie walk off with Dermot Brereton. Yep. Uh, we had um, Joe Montagna, um, uh, Ben Dixon, Brad Johnson, the Smiling Assassin. Yep. We had Damara Hugo Hagen. Yep. Uh, Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts. Bloody hell, mate! It's been a morning. It's absolute roll call. So uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy that. Junk Times is coming up for you very shortly. But before we get to that, we both have comedy festival shows that we want to give a plug to. They're amazing comedy festival shows. You can get tickets at Try Booking or head through the Comedy Festival website, comedyfestival.com.au. I'm going to do four shows that uh, the um, Coopers in at 4 p.m. on Saturdays from. April 1, and Michael Chamberlain's completely incomplete history of Australian rules. I'm actually having a lot of fun doing this show, working on it, so it's, uh, it's fun finding a lot of little weird little odd stories. Well, maybe once the festival show is done, you can sort of filter that through uh, the, the show during the year. I'll give you the super facts, okay? Like, I do the show, okay, I won't be giving away my little stories uh, on the podcast, do the show, and then post the show on the podcast, I can reveal all the stories, like, that for a long time, Carlton's been really shit. Well, that's why you got to get there, Junk Time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's revelations like that. I am doing a show called High Functioning Idiot from the 11th of April at Cooper's Inn as well on Exhibition Street at 8.10pm. Love to see you there. Of course, if you're a Junk Time listener, you can hit with a little bit of a discount code, LOWDOG, all one word, all lowercase. And that's through the Try Booking website. Yes. So, enough of our yapping, Adam. Let's get on to our guest, the Fox Footy Media Launch for the season of 2023. We're down here with Jamara Hagen, Western Bulldog superstar. Now, Jamara, you've gone tall in the forward line this year. Um, a lot of um, players being brought to the club who are very tall. Do you go to Bevan and just go, mate, fuck off. Can you just, this is my zone. I want to fucking Clear it own. out. Yeah, clear it out. Well, when I'm a big dog, hopefully I will be able to say that to him. Um, but at the moment, I'm happy with it because it makes it easier for me. How far away before you consider yourself a big dog, mate? Come on. You're, you're there, people comparing you. You won a game single-handedly last year, kicking goal <laughs> from the boundary. Yeah. Well, hopefully soon. Um, but Aaron Norton's let him have his time to shine for a bit. I actually never realised how tall you actually are. How tall are you in the, in the old school? 6'4", 197 centimetres, I reckon. Dude, I had no idea. It's very, I mean, you might feel the same, like, you know, you kind of see the little players yeah. and you go, oh, they're 6'1". Yeah. I get that a lot. Like, everyone thinks I'm smaller on TV, but when I come in from, like, face-to-face, I'm <laughs> yeah. a lot taller. And what do you make of, like, Aaron Norton's uh, headband? Do you, as a as a teammate, you're just looking and go, come on, mate, you need an update? Does it need some colour in it? It's just bland. Cost him, what, two bucks? <laughs> I have no idea. He flicks it out to the crowd most of the times, but um, I think... And they throw it back. Yeah, well... <laughs> I did. I did find it a bit funny when Sicily pulled it off his head, but then I was like, "Oh, what a, like I'm not a fan of that." But um, 
I reckon it suits him. Matches well, him, and it's his own thing. So. Well, well, I'm looking at your locks. You're probably not too far away from well, a, actually, a man I bun. I actually did start doing a headband. Yeah. Never did doing you? a man bun though, because um, the boys would get into me about that. I remember um, Dipper talking about people with man buns, and he wished he was playing today just so he could just grab yeah. it and rip it off. <laughs> nah, so I've, ch- I've chucked the headband on. I'm not like Naughty's one, just a little skinny one that you can hardly see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a man bun. Definitely not. And so what are your ambitions for this year now that you had two years in this system? You're highly titled uh, number one pick. Um, you know, is it just like play the, you know, play every game? Do you have finals ambitions? Yeah, or? so my ambitions is to play every game. I want to play round one. I haven't played round one yet. Yep. Yep. So that's my main focus, and then we'll see where it goes from there. What's it like being the number one pick? Do you just walk around Footscray just like a rock star, just going, yeah, that's right, that's so me? You can walk around like a rock star in your yeah. first year. That's what it, definitely what I did. But um, you learn from it, and then at the end of the day, it's just pressure, and then you just learn from that and just get better and better. And how far uh, out from the draft did you know you were going to be number one? Um, well, the night before the draft, I got told that I was going to go to number one pick, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and that was it. But I was hoping, I was kind of wanted because of me competitiveness I wanted to go number one and yep. if I went number two I probably would have been pretty shattered or mm. pissed off but oh well and so what was it like playing in the VFL as the number one pick like they wanted you to you know get your craft up and work it out and you're just there going fuck off I'm number one here yeah I so I, walk, I walked into the AFL straight away and I was like fuck yeah number one pick and then I'm like <laughs> all right sweet I'm gonna play round one absolutely and like everything's going my way but then you just you don't realize how far you are like yeah, behind sure. like yeah. I'm playing against Men that are 30, they've been in the system for 10 years. They've done 15 pre-seasons yeah. and they've got, locked up. they've got pubes. Yeah, but yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'm rocking up as an 18 They can know, drive. I've COVID, haven't played a game in a year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it sorted it out. It was good. And now, h- how much time did you spend unlearning what Brendan Favola told you? Unlearning? Yeah. <laughs> nah, he did look after me heaps. Uh, with like Kiki, yeah, just what, what to do. And then he told me what he used to do. And I was like, I don't think I can do that these days, <laughs> mate. But he, he was great to me. Yeah, fantastic. Because I think he's famous for kicking, was it 12 goals in that Millennium game back in 1999? Yes. You, I'm going to imagine you weren't even born then, 1999. No. But he would have told you about it. Yeah, he used to tell me a lot of things. He told me, he'd, just, <laughs> he'd say like, oh, no, I'm not, doing, I'm not training today. Like, I'm not running, I'm not doing that. My ham is sore. How do you reckon like. that would go if you said to Bevo, I just can't be bothered? Oh, if it's rated, I'd probably, oh, I'd never <laughs> say that. <laughs> There's no way. I'd be, I'd be kicked off the team for like probably the year. They put me in the twos. <laughs> we, uh, I did a bit of rudimentary research on you before I came. Hey, I've got two questions, two-part question. Yeah. I always feel bad for hyphenated name people by the fact that I just think about Do you ever think about how many, how many hours of your life you've wasted filling out three names on a form? Yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know. I've and often there are not enough boxes for you to fill out your whole so name. It's so funny because I, I see it as a normal, like a normal name. Like, yeah, Google hyphenated Hagen and then... And then when I look at other people's names, it's just like, it is a long name. Yeah. It's Jamara Yugo Hagen. And Have you got like, middle names? I've got Joseph as my middle name. Yeah, okay. we're asking the hard questions yeah. here. Yeah. So if, the I'm, if I'm writing down that, it does take forever. I hate put logging in to like school visits and stuff where I have to write my whole name. And there's yeah, like, right. you've got like a, I don't know, like a Josh or like a Yeah, Tom like a Dave Smith. Josh yeah. Bruce has got yeah. two first names. I know, Josh Bruce, Joshua Bruce, yeah, true. We got. Uh, we just got a helicopter flying over. There's a civil war over at the <laughs> the Western Bulldogs. They're heading over there. Our final question. Though, I did my research. Turns out you're a little Scotch college boy. Yeah, I did go to Scotch. You're supporting a Scotch him. college boy, little Scotchy. Did Went you do there. cadets? Did you like no, doing cadets? Did not want to do that. They were going to try and get me in there, but I'm like, mum and dad were like, yeah, probably not the best thing. So yep. I was like. Um, so, so I just did first aid. Scotch College, what's your property portfolio like? Uh, you follow <laughs> I'm the lawn balls captain. <laughs> I got lawn balls captain. Congratulations. Um, you can see why you went number yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Less training and then it's just relaxed, right? But 
No, we took the piss out of that. There's some fair alumni, though. Sir Rioli, he's a famous Scotch um, graduate. Yeah. Hey, Jamara, thank you so much for joining us. It's very kind of you. And have a great year this year. No, thank you. We are here with Adelaide and Carlton superstar Eddie Betts. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us. Now, can I just say you've spent um, one year as an assistant coach at Geelong. They won the flag. Oh, yeah. How much was that about you? Oh, everything. The yeah, whole I lot. So. <coughs> yeah. 99.9%. Yep. I think uh, Geelong, you know, they were in the running for winning a premiership uh, for the last, I don't know. <laughs> 20 years? No, not 20 because they've won it, like, True. recently. And so... They, they just needed that extra push, and I, I felt like I gave that. No, <laughs> you were the, the cream on <laughs> top. Uh, but it was good. Like, being down there was a great experience. I know hearing about Geelong's culture and what they uh, what they do and ha- how they live and breathe it down at the Geelong Football Club, and going down there and experiencing that firsthand was unbelievable. What was the difference that you noticed from, say, uh, Carlton coming back the second time to going down to Geelong and just seeing the culture? What, I, I, what I do they do differently? The, the leadership, and that was led by Joel Seld, so that's probably why I think that might be a big... Uh, big uh, out this year but yep. I think they got players to, that could fill that gap with leadership roles with Joel um, but that was set down from you know from Tom Harley to Cameron Ling all the way down to Joel now Joel's didn't really need to like you got Danger's a great leader and yep. Danger leads differently and you know Danger will galvanise the group and bring the group together um, I'm sure they'll be on the right track as well but the leaders below that are coming through these young kids are really shining. And, and you've so got that core group that's been there for a long time now, like Hawkins, like, like Selwood, and, and you know, Danger was obviously a huge leader at Adelaide before he came to Geelong. Like, they're, um, they're, they're proper role leaders models in yeah. the community. And, even. and the thing is, and the thing is like when, I, when you speak about the leadership down at Geelong is that, you know, I heard a story once, and I've seen it down at Geelong, I heard a story once where a first-year player at Sydney Swans told off Adam Goods when they were playing in a game. Goodsy um, saw it. How do I say it? Initiated it, not initiated. Um, bloody acknowledged it. Yep. And said, "Okay, my mistake. I'll move on. I'll be better." Took it on board from a first-year player. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been at clubs where if that did yeah, happen, right. it'll be the vice versa. They don't. They'll yeah. bite back. The, the older senior players, where down at Geelong, the younger players are really using their voice, pushing the leaders. Demanding, you know, they lead the way, um, and the leaders are really valuing that. They're not biting back. They're really—it's all trust. Everyone believes in everybody down there, and it shows. Like, even before games, they're not hyped up. They're not jumping around the rooms. They're not really needing, needing to go over top to, to hype themselves. That they know individually, looking at their teammates, that they're going out there to play for each other. And they're going to get their job done. Yeah, and what was your role there? It was like development role, wasn't it? Yeah, it was more so just helping out any way I can. To be yep. honest, like with. The, the midfield, forwards, backs, um, and just, uh, yeah, helping out the younger kids. So I'm just showing kind of standing, you know, outside the boundary, <laughs> kicking the ball on your wrong foot over your head through the goals, just going, yeah, yeah just do I that. Yeah, I did that. I taught them that. They, I said, it's all about trying to teach you how to kick goals with the yes, Jess yeah. almost got it. Tice, you know, kicked a few. So, so how many goals of the year did, did you win? <laughs> True story. <laughs> True no story. No lies to us. True story. I won four. Yeah. yeah. I come five second times. Yeah. So I should have won it nine times. Okay. And my goal should have won. The goals that they chose, it's like Jeremy Howell sitting at the Brownlow and they give it to to, to, um, to Joe, Jumping Joe from Essendon. Oh, for yep. the mark of the year. For the mark of the year. Yeah. That mark should have went to Jeremy Howell, mark of the year. And th- That's how robbed I was. So then on top of that. because <laughs> you let it go, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so I told Gil. I actually told Gil. I said, listen, yeah. Gil, I, I should have won five. I've been ripped off. Yeah. That's okay. I got four, but I think it's about time now that I'm finished the game. 
should change the name. Retrospective. They gave ret retrospective no, brown lives. I, I think change the name. Yeah. Oh, the Eddie Betts. Yep. I That's said to Gil. Fucking great idea. But, uh, Phil. 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 Nos. Phil. Oh, I forgot his name, but his name's on it. Yep. And you know he's a great player. Played for Collingwood. Won one goal a year. Phil Manasa. Phil Manasa. He big fucking kicked one goal. He took like six bounces. Phil Yours were much better. Goal, one goal a year. So the, the medal's named after him. So yeah, now it is I time for change. I, I, I don't know. Times are moving. <laughs> That's right. That's can can I moving. ask? Um, what did you win? Was it the same thing each time? I uh, know. The first year I won, I won a car. Yep. But the year before that, Daniel Wells won the car. Yep. And it was from that flocky against Fremantle over there. Pulled it out of midair, kicked the goal. Yep. Got given a car, won it. That's his to keep. Daniel sold it, so they, they knew that players, when they got the car, were selling it. <laughs> but they had to pay tax on it anyway. So yeah. the year that I won it, they said, no, we're only giving the car for a year. Oh. So I got ripped off. <laughs> so I got $10,000. But that went to my local club. Yep. So yeah, okay. it left me with nothing. Oh, no, that's like back watching game shows. So kid game left shows me with yeah. nothing. But then later on, the last three golden years after that, I won. I got ten thousand dollars, and ten thousand dollars went to your local club. Yep. So which is good. It gives back to the local local football club. But I guess the good thing is knowing that you had an end date for the car, you could thrash the absolute fuck out of yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, that I did that, but I did. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just doing uh, doughies in a KFC car yeah, park somewhere. Yeah. So uh, drive responsibly though, but it was all. We'll wrap it up shortly, but you've done yourself a mischief yeah. on your left hand We've there. You've got a bit of a... Bandaging on your left hand, a couple of splints. Yeah. What's going on there? I had surgery. Uh, my fingers were pretty bunged up from footy. Yep. And, uh, you know, during the season, I couldn't really get it done because you can't fly anywhere. Um, you can't really train. You can't think. So it's like a two two months um, recovery kind of... And what did you have done? I had a Rico on my finger. I already had a Rico on my middle finger. Yeah. Yep. But I had Rico again on that middle finger. When will we be able to bird again? I was going to say. bird, but it goes the other way. Oh, it does. It yeah. does bends out to the did left. You, did bend. you injure it by like birding umpires <laughs> or something? Or? Yeah, no. It was just, uh, the ball hit it. And, but, and the other one was bent out this way. So, get it all fixed. AFLPA, you know, we're gladly enough to fix it up for you. Oh, that's yeah, cool. great. So Yeah, great. I was trying to look what else I can get done. Just so. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> could, could you go and be like, I just want a bit off the nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a bit of a chin chuck. <laughs> it was a footy injury. Like, yeah. trust me, it was a footy injury. Uh, a butt lift. Um, thank you. And uh, Adam is a rabid Carlton fan, so yes. I just... As Eddie knows. I can't believe he's not sitting in your lap right now. So I'll, we'll wrap well, up. And I'll is, uh, hang on. Well, the thing is, though, Adam... Yeah. Is it the year... Because <laughs> as Carlton fans, Mate, we, we, we say it, and how many times you can say, oh, no. this year is the year. Last year was the year. That was heartbreaking, wasn't it? It was heartbreaking. So oh, God. Mate, I would love it to be the year. If you think it can be the year, then I'm, I think I'm on it, board. But the injury of Welsh and Zachy Williams, yeah, that doesn't no, help. So doesn't help. We'll see. Yeah, mate, I've been we can't say the, the We can't say the F words just yet. No, no, no. The final words. No, fuck, don't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we can't live and breathe that. No, yet. no, no, no. Mate, thanks for your time, Ed. Appreciate no, it. All good. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. Well, Adam, you can see I'm twitching right now by I the know. fact we have... <laughs> Calm the down. One, the one and only Jordan Lewis right here. Hawthorne legend, four-time premiership player. Have you got a favourite premiership? Oh, you really want me to go through them all? Yeah, no, no. bit by no, bit. No, no, no we don't. No, an, hour, don't. an hour on each. I'll give you a little snippet on each. 2008 because of Shane Crawford. Yep. 2013 okay. because we lost the year before. Yep. 2014 because we played Buddy in the grand oh, yeah. final. He, <laughs> he, def he defected and went to Sydney and we played them and beat them. And 2015 I had my firstborn son there. So That's right. You carried him up onto the podium. He's yeah, about I, a week old, right? He was a week old and um, 
they wanted to come to the game, so mm -hmm. we got that ticked off. And then my wife brought him down to the boundary line, and she said, "Do you want to take him out into the field?" So it was all a little bit rushed, and I got swept up in the emotion. But it's nice to look back at those photos. Did but you let him? Like I've got a favourite child. Did you let him? <laughs> did you let him drink out of the cup? Uh, he was in the cup, and we poured beer into the cup, and we sort of <laughs> we drank around him, if that's allowed. <laughs> And I was fascinated by the tradition, because it became a tradition, Adam, because we, we won three in a row. Mm. The tradition of heading back to Ruffy's place. Yes. So does that, uh, did that happen for the second and third, or was it for the uh, other three? It actually happened um, all, so not so 2008, and then and then for the three. So did it he, was... Did the, rules start to come in after the first one? He's just like, geez, you went fucking hard last year, boys. You know, my wife, we're going to clean up the joint. It's not it, your it was place. funny, and to the point where... Um, by the last time, there was a helicopter that was hovering above, <laughs> hovering above his house because everyone knew where where we were. Um, but it was it was tradition. But what we loved to do was to get the the Herald Sun and, and read the comments, mainly of the team that lost and how scathing they were and, <laughs> and hilarious. But it was uh, yeah, they they were the times you you look back on with with fond memories. Because there were a it's couple of photos of those, weren't there? Did you get like a journal out and say, photos now, so like, you know, 10 in the morning, they, and then fuck off. Ruffy lives in this most ridiculous street. It's like this dead-end street that no one would even know that there's a house up the end of it. Yeah, you know? okay. Um, so no no journos ever came, which was great. Because then Crawford we, yeah. usually do a cross for the so Sunday Crawford footy show. Do it, yeah, and you'd, and you'd see Ben Stratton hanging out the window. Yeah. You'd see guys, <laughs> guys riding, riding bags. A bike and, yeah. I think it was Hilly riding a bike <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> so it's fair to say, say we hadn't slept. Yeah, sure. Um, so we weren't making the great, the greatest decisions. So then you head off to Glenferry to be presented to the fans. I don't want to use the word hassle, but if you kind of hung over, you you know you haven't eaten. Yeah. Is it a bit yeah, especially annoying? Especially your fourth you one. Like your third it's one, you're like, yeah, this is fucking great. But then nah, we used like, to oh. love doing it. Uh, it was exactly where we wanted to be. Um, <laughs> it's, you know what? Winning a grand final isn't what it's all cracked up to be because of the aftermath. All right, all right, mate. <laughs> the aftermath, you get pulled in every different direction. <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's not until, mate, so this is the one thing that we... So after 2008, I think it was... Um, because we had this deal with Tasmania, we'd fly down on the Monday morning to Tasmania and spend the day down there with the oh fans. Oh, God, yep. you don't want to do that. After year one, we scrapped that. It just wasn't, <laughs> yeah, wasn't sure. where we wanted it to sure. be. Yeah. Grant Birchall spewing up on a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, sure. And it always seemed to be focused on Birch as well. It's like, Grant Birchall's grandma came down. Give her grandson a kiss. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's what they do then. There's not much that happens. But so also the true. great thing about winning four is that you kind of practice, you kind of work out how to party What properly. you want to do and what you don't want to do. Yeah, and so oh, the first yeah. one, you're kind of going a bit wild. No, listen up, Adam. Yeah. The first is this a Hawthorne podcast? Are we, or are we <laughs> trying exactly. to go? And then by the second one, you go, okay, we did that. We got too late. And then third one, okay, we refined that. First, and then the fourth one, you'd be like, smooth sailing. You worked it uh, out. No, no, no. We just every year we Winged just it. we just treated it like it was our first. And then so, how do you, how do you think the Hawks will be going this year? Uh, yeah, let's yeah. talk about Hawthorne this year. Yeah. I'm happy to talk. No, about they're it. in a different phase this year. They. Yeah. Uh, We'll just get draft picks at the end of the year, so we'll just top up with draft picks, and yep. then and then we go again. It seems to me that Sam Mitchell now has kind of got his own right. list. He has the list that he wants. He kind of cleared out a few people, and this is for off I'm starting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm starting like with my people. Well, they. Do you know what they had to? I mean, the worst thing a side can do is hover around ten to twelve. Mm -hmm. So you need, you need to bottom out. And I'm a Carlton supporter, mate. We're yeah, happy with so, 10 to so 12. you're about ninth every year. Yeah. <laughs> they um, celebrate twelfth. Yeah, like you're, you're the new Richmond. Um, <laughs> they get presented to the crowd when they finish twelfth. <laughs> Now, when you went uh, to Melbourne, did you think, fuck, I'm, 
I reckon I could be in a flag here as well. Like yeah. you were really close. Yeah, that that was really my thinking to get to go there. And I remember we played them halfway through 2016, and they sm and they smacked us, and they were really physical. And and that for me was a bit of a light bulb moment that maybe if I am to move on, I want to go somewhere where I can try and win yep. another one uh, and have bragging rights. But that certainly didn't happen. I was uh, I was a year out. So I, re so I retired, I got sacked, whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they go on and win. But um, Isaac Smith's done it now. So mm. any, any player that comes towards the end of their career is still hungry for success, wherever reckon, it may be. Do you reckon Jack Gunson will go okay at the Lions this year? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he will. I think um, he already knows a lot of the, a lot of the players up there, um, having close relationships with Hodgie and Grant Birchall going up there. Um, so he's, he's enjoyed that. And... I mean, he's, he's, he's exactly what they need. They've got Tall Timber down there, but they haven't got that hybrid forward. Yep. Um, and that finals, big game player. So he's been a handy acquisition for them. Now, last year you did the review. Uh, you were a part of the review of Essendon Footy Club. What was it like going in and doing a hatchet job on a hated opponent? <laughs> I, do you know what? People ask me that. And I never hated Essendon because we didn't necessarily have the rival that they had in the 80s with Hawthorne and Essendon. We, but you were there when Sully got... Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that was. You were not there for the line us, in the sand. You got picked nah, up. No, that, that was yeah. that was year before the yeah. Sully one. They knocked us out of the finals. So that was yeah. That was a moment. Um, but it's funny. I think players and even um, staff members these days move around so much. There's yeah, there's yeah. probably not that that um, loyalty as as there was in the past. Mm. But it was, was it, an it was an interesting process. Yeah, how it was really it doing was. The I, it was. It, was um, it opened my eyes up to. Um, a footy club and, and how it's run and the decisions that they make and the enormity of the coaching position yep. um, which gave me a good insight to that but yeah it, they're big big operations now it's not just go out and play on a Saturday it's yeah yeah it's, it's big were you on the panel to get the coach as well yeah I did, I did that, that as well so that was that was an interesting process once like the again. presentation seeing those we just like yeah, wow they put a lot awesome. of effort into this yeah it was awesome and, and it's you know it's a four hour presentation so it's a, it's a long time um and a lot of the stuff is is quite similar. Like, yep. if you watch the game, it's not a yeah, yeah. you don't have to be a rocket scientist <laughs> to work out what sides are doing. And but it's um, it was it was interesting. We had four candidates, five candidates, and um, and Brad Scott came out on top. Is that a thing you uh, have in the back of your head? Maybe getting into the coaching game at some stage? Uh, no, you sort of see how crazy they go and yeah. and and how much time it takes and, and how stress they, they're they under. age so quickly. And they, yeah, yeah, which I don't need that. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, I've always been passionate about footy and, and, and coaching, but for me, the, the right balance is commentary. I mean, you're still involved in the game. You still get to, um, you know, be in and around the clubs. You but get to do awesome podcasts with really cool guys. Yeah, <laughs> but, and, 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 but you don't have to take the, the win-loss home. Yeah, you, you sure. sort of You get out of the game, which, yeah. is, which is also nice. Oh, thanks, George. It's very kind of you uh, to join us. Pleasure. And, uh, and hear your premiership success, Adam. Yes, I've heard, I've heard the rumours before. It's <laughs> yeah. so. How do you reckon the Blues yeah. will go this year? I've, I've tipped top four, so I, I reckon. Have you? Yeah. Great. Yeah, I, I like hearing that. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, that'll be all right. My Thanks, pleasure. Man. We're here with Western Bulldog superstar Hall of Famer Brad Johnson. Now, Brad, we're here at the Fox Footy launch. You had to get into a pool. What were the more ridiculous publicity things you had to do across your storied career at the Western Bulldog? <laughs> I was in a uh, bath full of jelly babies uh, for juvenile <laughs> diabetes at one point. That was, okay. Uh, but it was a great cause. It was, um, it was. We'll take of course, that. and Sue Alberti does a, a magnificent job with that. And um, so that was, I remember being in Crown Casino in a bath full of uh, jelly babies and, right. you know, eating them while, <laughs> while filming. Uh, but no, other than, I think at one stage I, 
I don't know why I was I was fishing under the Westgate Bridge for a photo shoot at okay. one point. Okay. I don't know what I was catching. Fishing out of body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so uh, that was uh, one of those one of those strange ones. And and then look, today was fun. It was good to get in there. Oh, it's kind of like the Herald, Herald Sun articles kind of thing. And it's like you know, <laughs> you you know, kicking a ball into. Yeah. A, into I think a it's either standing or... in a race at the old Whitnoble. Oh, that yeah. was an, or would do something completely random. Or if you're a rookie. They put you up a tree or something fucking ridiculous. Yeah, where you're sure. like, you don't know you can say no yeah, at the sure. start. You're like, yeah, I'll get in the tree. And then you, your mates fucking bring it up with you. I think Jack Siebel might be in a bath in one of his early photos. I remember one John I did was, um, it was about uh, driving safely. And they had a picture of um, Sid's casket. Uh, <laughs> You've gone too far. Now, we are fascinated by uh, the Hall of Fame and the like. You know, in the NFL, they do the door knock and all that kind of stuff to kind of announce that they've been, they've been selected. What's the process to get picked into the Hall of Fame here? Does a call from Gil to, you know, the Pope call you up to tell you in? Or? Yeah, no, I've received a letter in the mail. Yep. I remember getting the uh, the letter in the mail. Did you know it was coming? No. Okay. No. So that was a so that was a full surprise. So you get a letter with those. Uh, got full AFL letter, AFL. Yep. Um, bit, of a, bit of a spiel. Yeah. And then... After I received the letter, can you I say remember, no? Well, I suppose you can. No, not, <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, not, not interested. interested. Yeah, yeah. What does it give me? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and then um, David Parkin was, I think, part of the selection committee. He was okay. working at Fox yep. at yep. the time, um, and we're working together. And he had a chat to me afterwards, which was which was pretty special yeah, as well. Yeah, nice. Hearing yep. it from uh, the great David Parkin. And, and what do you get out of it? Do you get any perks? You, can you go to any game you want? How <laughs> oh, do they fly you around? Yeah, I can. I, I don't get flown around. Okay, no. that's a shame. It's not as if I can book in West Coast v Frio in the Derby <laughs> and they'll fly me over. Hey, you're a Hall of Famer. You deserve to, to it. it. Yeah, you roll out the red carpet. No, yeah. no, there's, there's access to... Um, there's access to a couple of tickets um, okay. as so well. For, and for every more, game, it's for every game, but it's more around the um, the grand final as well, which is the which is the big one. That that celebration that week and um, being able to be involved on grand final day. So they give you a couple of grand final tickets that you can then scalp. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't no. said no. Yeah. He hasn't no. Said no so definitely it. no. That's one thing that <laughs> I no. saw you at the front of the no, ground no, no, last no, week. You <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> no, it's one where there's um, myself, Rowan Smith, Glenn Jakovic from West Coast. Okay. Uh, we we get together on grand. Final final day yep. um, every year it's our it's catching up with Jacko Schmidt and I see each other a bit but it's yeah. it's more catching up with with the uh, with the big fella from the west now you're a hall of famer now I um, I grew up around that area like Mooney Ponds Ascavale area and I used to see Rowan Smith quite a bit at the Cactus Club <laughs> and I can't remember seeing you there did you go to Cactus, <laughs> yeah, cactus you would have got a, you would have been a hall tunnel, of famer Cactus cact, no I wasn't hall of famer but I was a Cactus Tunnel double that okay was, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely that was, that was back in the day yeah. what were, we were, uh, what we were some was, of your haunts well you know the there was a cactus and tunnel. That was uh, yep. well. I grew up in Hoppers Crossing, so Blazers was the oh, right, okay. uh, was the uh, was the go-to in the uh, in the early stages. Yeah, because you want to go to a nightclub no, we, named go... after a fire. No, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> vault, then it turned to vault. We we cactus, you know, got the got the drink cart of cactus. Drink cart of tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but every time I went to the tunnel. I'd, I'd get try to get my drink card. My brother had already got it uh, before, I was, uh, before I was there. So, uh, but it was um, that was the stand. That was the stand at every good time. every Saturday. Maybe Jimmy Rose on a Sunday oh, down Mount Alexander Road. Yeah, I, I, I found it hard to double up. So okay, I was yeah, uh, yeah. I was more look after myself on the Sunday. But yeah. the Saturday always 
and that was just the way it was. You know, 94 to about 97, yeah. it was every Saturday night. And then also, you're a six-time Australian. Now, do you have the jacket era? Like, or were you just before that no, as well? We were the we were this sort of glass ashtray sort of era. <laughs> yeah, um, ashtray. Well, yeah, it was just a trophy. But that, right, yeah, right. they give you a golden vape um, now. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Um, so that was that was our that was our era. I yeah. don't mind the jacket. I think the jacket. Looks, I think it's uh, kind of cool. Looks yeah. Pretty, Looks pretty cool. I mean, people like Gary Ablett Jr. have one for like every day of the no, week. Well, maybe he gets the maybe he gets the one, and they just start putting like a pilot. You know what I mean? Oh, you yes, get the badges across. Yeah, yeah, across you get the badges. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a bad idea. Um, rather than a new one every yep. every uh, every time. Were you in the room when Terry Wallace said he'd spew up? <laughs> or was that before yes. your time? You were. No, I was there. That was. Did you have was the feeling 96. at that at that moment that you were standing in front of greatness, in front of history? That well, that was you, well, that was a big year because the year of the dog. Um, video in 96 or movie in, the doc, in, yeah. in 96 was um, turned out to be big because you know 96 was a tough year for the club we struggled we finished 15th yeah um, there's only 16 teams and had a change of coach if I remember correctly Fitzroy so we changed Alan Joyce to Terry Wallace we had Sean Baxter who was dealing with cancer that year one of our, yeah, right. one of our players and then um, you know obviously the the disaster of the of the year and Terry Wallace taking over but then the shift that he made. If we had done the double up with that doco and they'd done two years in a row, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we went from we went from being no good to losing a prelim by a point mm. in '97. So that shift of Terry Wallace would have been an even better story, I think, of how quickly you can turn, you around. Can turn it around. What I love in that bit is where Terry Wallace is absolutely apocalyptic with rage, and he goes bananas and says, "I'll spew up," and yep. then he just turns and goes, "All right, I'll see you back at the social club <laughs> for a drink." Oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah, he's just that like, was. That was the thing with with Plough. He'd hit you between the eyes, yep. yeah. but he'd be the first one to sort of grab you. Like my, my 21st, for example, you know, I played a disaster game. He, he said to me, you might as well have been at home setting up for your 21st. <laughs> but then half an hour later, he grabs me and goes, it's 21st, let's have a crack tonight. You know? Oh, yeah. really? So like, it, it hit you, yeah. but then he'd, he'd put his arm around and He understood the, you know, um, the How aspects around, yep. you know, milestones in life more than more importantly than uh, yeah, a win or a loss at times. And then also he famously took you to that win against Essendon in 2000. Where you played quite a bit of a part in that game as well. You got got knocked around, and then you got a bit aggro at the end <laughs> at of the, the game end as well. That's my most embarrassing thing that I've ever done. Oh, and really? I, and I and I got some pretty strong feedback after that because yeah. that was a, one of the biggest moments in um, you know the, the club's history yeah. and what we were able to achieve that night. And you know, I made it about myself uh, yep. in, in running up yeah, to John right. Barnes and sure. um, and being a bit being a bit silly with with that. Um, so look, yeah, you know, I. I I probably wasn't with it at, uh, at that particular <laughs> point. It's not my my nature normally. So, but that's just the motion of of the game and what it, what it can do. But it was a magical win. Well, from what I can gather, my understanding is that you guys almost trained in secret that week. We did. We trained down at Werribee Footy Club. Yep. Throughout the week, kind of practicing that flood. That yeah, you had Mission Impossible. I think it was called. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wasn't it? So it was, um, and that was what Plough was was very good at. You know what I mean? Building that belief that you can actually do things and change things quite quickly. And, yep. That was a, an amazing game, the mass flood. Mm. I remember Mark McCurry um, talking to us at quarter time going, what are you boys up to oh, today? Really? Like, <laughs> I still remember it. Yeah, wow. Um, Joe Mercedi was saying a similar thing. And, and the good thing about that, well, the, the, the best part about his coaching that night was for three quarters we did a mass flood. Yep. And then at three-quarter time, we're about 20 points down. He goes, no, nah, go and play. So we yep. just opened up the game and... You know, Granny kicks the top. goal that he did. No one remembers the goal Rowan Smith kicked after the siren <laughs> at all. Um, and then the next week, we tried the flood again against Hawthorne and got belted. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it didn't uh, didn't work out. I oh, will let you go, Jono. You got um, a lot of fun things to be had. But um, can you just give us a um, before you go? Just give us a little. I'll spew up. <laughs> no.
<laughs> if you boys get a pat on the back, I'll spew up. Love it. Jono, thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks guys. Man. We've got the great Hawthorne legend Ben Dixon with us, Adam. Oh, legend. I love when people say that because people that really watch my career go, that is false advertising. Mate, you're a sharpshooter. No, I was. Pump me up, Colin. Give me some love. Now, we have a bit of a connection, actually. Yes. Go, we're, we're, it's a, a reunion about 20 years later. So, years ago, I was on a sketch show called Skid Ass. Uh, it's in the TV Hall of Fame. Absolutely. <laughs> and Adam, Adam wrote for the show as well. Yes. We appeared in a sketch together. Do you want to give the description, Adam? Can you remember? So, the idea of the sketch was that... Because um, every player comes out and doesn't really blame themselves and goes, you know, it was a team effort. But this p- particular player blamed it all on himself. And then the was like, I didn't do a very good job. Starts crying and everything. And then the reporter's like, no, mate, it wasn't your fault. So-and-so missed a goal in the third quarter, whatever. And then Dicko <laughs> comes up at the very end and says, it's all your fault. You, to paraphrase, you fucked it for us. And then the player bursts into tears again. I remember it because it took about 20 takes. Yep. And they had to keep pulling me up. I go, mate, you fucked this right up. They go, I oh, know, oh, you, you can't swear. Yeah, okay. it's Channel 10. I said... It's like a seafood restaurant out there. This bloke's a crab. Like, <laughs> Anakin, how did he even get drafted? So, and, um, I was good at putting players down, don't But worry. I remember, I have a memory of you in the makeup chair because we it had kind of footballers walking through a race. Yes. And so it had to look like he played after a game. And so they, um, with Dicko, you're in your regalian in your Hawthorne gear, and the makeup people were on their hands and knees just lightly dabbing. Dirt, <laughs> dirt onto your muscles and stuff like that. And I remember the other players are kind of waiting. They're going, oh, do we get thing? And they, they're like, no, nah, just go and roll around the ground a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like pigs. But the beauty about the makeup is, you know, fresh Botox that time before a commercial. So they didn't have to do much to the top shelf. But is that I had right? The, I had the linguini arm, so they tried to get a bit of shape into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now, were you quite good on the chirp out on the ground? Uh, I, was, I was reasonable. I was reasonable. I actually did like a... A bit of a uh, a bit of banner on the field, and I can tell you one player that uh, never ever in the history of the game gave me one thing back. So I'm impressed you did, Como. Okay. I thought he was born a mute. Really, he just didn't speak. Whatever I gave him, yeah, yep, it, it was like it was hitting a wall. So I actually nicknamed him Ricochet. I said, "Be good to see you today, Ricochet." Trying to think, everything I tell him is just pinging off. Yep, sure. Like ridiculous. Did he respond to that? No. Okay. Do you remember any that were directed at you? Because I imagine you got a bit of, like, you would have got a bit of pretty boy kind of stuff. Oh, I got a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember watching, I think it might have been Jason having a set shot, and I shaved my legs, and, and they said... Uh, Why did you do that? Oh, because of massage and... Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I did it to f- <laughs> look good, feel good. Yeah. And uh, I was standing there, and they go, oh, who shaved your leg, Dixon, you pretty boy? I said, your mum, and she... She did me ball bag too. And great. And he's he's turned around and he was gobsmacked. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I've got this guy here. <laughs> so then the crowd turned on him and go, Ah, he's India. Do you think that though, like that chirping does actually affect players? Or does it does it really, really affect some players and then other players? Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah, okay. Especially these days. Yep. They are fragile. Yeah, sure. They've got no thick skin. Yeah, and you're giving it to him as a commentator. Oh, yeah. yeah as a boundary I'm runner. A boundary I'm not going to tell you the player because I don't want him to get embarrassed. But yeah. I, I ran into a guy out one night, and I'm not joking, I got brushed. I said, g'day, so-and-so. Totally brushed me. Yeah. And I, I've known this kid for, you know, since he was a junior. I went up and said, what's up, your ass? And he goes, four years ago, you made this comment. No way. And I was like, mate, are you fair him? He's hung on to it hung on to this comment and I'm going honestly I'm glad you brought this up now because we are now not friends because yeah. if that, if that gets to you 
mate, how did you even play footy? Yeah. Like, give me a spell. And what do you think I did at the end of the night when I'd had a thousand? <laughs> I was into it. <laughs> Let him know about it. I back up that comment and then some. <laughs> we haven't spoken since. Good chat. No, so, yeah, true. so you have no relationship with Max Gorn anymore? No. <laughs> Big corny. Do you think about that, though, when you are, do have to make comments on players? Is there anything in the back of your head where you go, gee, I hope no. they don't hear this one? Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, no. you just got to. Good. You're good for your job. Well, you, it's black and white. I mean, if you're not going to call it as you see it, then yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm. Now, we had Geordie on before and we asked him about the line in the sand game, which he just missed because he was drafted a year later. Yeah. Were you in that game? Yes, I was. I was. How yeah. was that? Did you get in there? Because that was fucking Yeah, I should have been suspended stuff. for 10 weeks, to be honest, because, yeah. you know, no, I shouldn't have. No, no it was funny because Richie went nuts, as we all know. But yeah. Didn't he? What? Were you did in you that know? But there's background to this. Did you know he had it in him? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. We had a fight at the Q bar about three weeks prior to that. <laughs> Dead set. We're, we're at the Q bar and some bloke chipped him. A li- there would have been a line in something else yeah, at the Q-Bar. Yeah, it was, a, it was a line on the dance floor. Yep, and sure, thanks. he's walking past and literally the bloke heckled him. He, without stride, dropped the drinks and went bang and it was on. And um, when the line in the sand and Shrobby said, right, I don't stand for it, I thought, well, there's one person I reckon might just not need a nudge in this one. Yep. And it was him. But there's background to it because you can either hit someone and be done or you can really go yep. nuts. And he was renovating his house. It was going to take six weeks. So he thought, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it well. I'm going to suspend it for six weeks. To actually reno- renovate his house, thanks to us. It's great. Now, we can't let you go without talking about the goal after the siren. Now, you, I, I remember you were on the beep test a few times on Foxwoody. Yes. I created that show because I'm very talented. But also, um, I remember you said something after the show that you kicked a goal after the siren maybe three or four times. Is that right? No. I. It was my first after the siren, but my brother who was playing for Yarrawonga, our hometown, was in a prelim final four weeks later. He marked it, same spot, same distance, and mum and dad were there because they were at my game in Carlton, and he kicked in the man on the mark. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's, and it's, it's scarred him for life. Yeah, like absolutely. The, 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 chronic, the Yarrawonga Chronicle, Dixon chokes. <laughs> and I always hang shit on him about that. But nah, good. Truth good. be told, this is... When I kicked the goal after siren and all that, didn't yeah. pay for a drink in Melbourne. And then I'm at a bar, and I kid you not, this six foot six huge human comes up and goes, Dixon, you owe me 30 grand. I'm like, I don't remember what, that. What the fuck's that for? Yeah. <laughs> he said, I lost 30 on that game. I said, What are you drinking? He goes, Whiskey. I said, How about I buy you around and your mates and we call it square? He goes, All right. So I bought him and I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks, Benny. It's very kind of you. And uh, maybe we can get. get Get the skidash reunion going one day. And mate, how good would it be? We can head I back. did a couple of those. I loved them. You were great, mate. Yeah, no, no, it was a future yeah. for you. I, I think that's why I've never done another one. I yeah. must have been real good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time, Ben. Thanks, man. No worries. Another special guest, Adam, St Kilda champion Joe Mantanga. Hey, uh, we just uh, talking before with Brad Johnson. Uh, they managed to get you in the pool here at this Fox Footy launch yeah. with your jackets on and you got the board shorts on. Was that a bit of a negotiation to? Uh, get everyone to agree well with. I'm sort of still relatively young here at Fox so I just get do what I'm, <laughs> I'm just do what I told I'm one of those guys that just am compliant I was more curious to see how a few of the older guys went you know the Jason yeah. Dunstalls yep. and, and those guys I thought they might have pushed back a little bit harder but everyone was on their best behaviour which was surprising I think you know what it's still pre-season and no one's grumpy yet so yeah, yeah, sure, everyone gets sure. grumpy throughout the footy season they have, haven't had to do red eyes to Perth yeah, or anything that's right. yet yep. so we asked Jono what was the most ridiculous kind of um, you know publicity shot he had to do yeah. when he was playing football yeah. how about yourself yeah I reckon there was one in water when I was thinking about it I think it was um, 
Dodge, Dodgy, there's always the photographer, the Herald Sun, who oh, yeah. always made you do yeah. ridiculous photo thing, shoots. Yeah. And same thing, when you're younger as a young player, you agree to it. And then as you get older, you realise you can say no, and you're allowed to say no. So I think there was one, I can remember with a few of the St Kilda boys, something with a fountain. (laughs) <laughs> where I reckon we got in the fountain with footies or something random. And what like was that. the headline going to be? Oh, who knows? Young boys make a splash or something. Oh, uh, like yeah, that. Sure, sure, something sure. cheesy like yeah, that. Fountain I, of youth. Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah fountain of youth. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Very good. It was something like that. It was a long time ago, though. Yeah. yeah. Now, Ross Lyon is obviously back down at the Sainers. He's oh, yeah. pulled back Lenny Hayes. He's taken back BJ. Nick Del Santo's back there. Are you a bit pissed off? You're like, Ross, where's my fucking call, mate? Well, well I, 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 I actually did get a phone I call. Say, maybe maybe it was me that said, yeah. I don't want to join this boys club. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, can't be part of the boys club. I've just kept my distance a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah no, there was potentially an opportunity, but um, I'm enjoying uh, my balance in my life. And to be fair, I, I don't know if you guys have heard, who wants to work under Ross Lyon? <laughs> um, they're silly. Like, these boys, all, I'm like, no. no it was hard enough playing under him, let alone working under him. He's the new Ross. Oh, please, don't fall for that, the, cud- the cuddly Ross. No, he's Talk great. Of- I watched his Netflix special last night. He was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He won't be cuddly Ross by about uh, round eight or ten. You talk about some grumpy commentators. Wait for the coaches to get grumpy after a few losses. What kind of role was it uh, to be looked at? Like? Oh, no, it was potentially I'd do a little bit of just some recruiting stuff, looking at some under-18s, and yep. a bit of list management sort of stuff. I'd do a little bit of Fremantle and... St Kilda just inquired about maybe doing some stuff for St Kilda, but uh, at the moment I've still got a nice balance yeah. with uh, the work, the work and the media stuff. So I didn't want to upset the apple cart and, and do the do extra you, hours at St Kilda. How do you think it's going to work? By the fact you know it's it's not common for a coach to come back to a team that they've previously left. No, it is quite rare. Um, look, there's going to be there's going to be some that disagree with it. There already are. Um, I think there's going to be extra pressure on Ross Line. Mm-hmm. But if there's one guy that's able to take some bullets and, and cop yeah. the hits, if it doesn't go their way, it'll be Ross. Um, he's got the club's best interest at heart. He's a great coach, um, and he knows what it takes to, to sort of um, create a, a high-performance environment. So yep. that's what he's there for, uh, and I think he's the right man. And it might take a little bit of time, but um, there aren't too many better options. Now, we ask every St Kilda person who comes through the podcast, what is your favourite Ross Lyons story? Because we love Ross on <laughs> yeah, this we, podcast. Yeah, we do love Ross. And the way um, they talk about him, like we've had Cozzy on, we've had Nick Revolt on a couple of times. Yeah. They, they had a genuine love for him. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. And, and because he, he would give us our sprays, but they weren't ever personal. I copped a beauty one day at the SCG um, playing against the Sydney Swans. I was I was getting tagged. Nick Del Santo and I were both playing in the midfield and we weren't getting the job done. We were getting beaten at half time, and Ross ripped into us and... He made Nick Del Santo and I go play in the back line and he put a couple of the defenders on the ball and he said, if you blokes don't want to defend, you can go to the back line and yep. I'll put the defenders in the midfield yep. and they can go around chasing kicks. And um, the second half started, I was getting tagged, so I went to full back and my opponent got an instruction to not move, just to stand in the goal square. So they were happy with, they were happy with <laughs> they me. They liked the mismatch? And they were happy with me at full back. Yeah. So I stood in the goal square for the whole second half and the ball, like, I didn't do anything. My opponent didn't get really much of the ball, but neither did I. Nick Del Santo, I think, had three goals kicked on him playing, <laughs> playing at half-back. And that was the last time we ever played in the back line. So he's, he's given plenty of good sprays over the years, but uh, that was the one for me where I was, I was most frightened. And how have you been enjoying the uh, shift into the media? Yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was always a footy head. Even when I played, I watched a lot of the footy shows and, and watched most games. Um, so to be able to get the opportunity to transition into it, um, for me, I love footy. I, I can't build anything. I, I don't want to sell anything. I'm not sure what else I would do if I if I wasn't involved in, in footy. So yep. I'm very lucky. Now you commentate uh, the men's, the women's. You do it all. How much footy do you watch to learn every player and just to be <laughs> yeah. across it? How much footy do you watch? No, I watch a lot summer? of footy. Yeah, yeah. I watch a lot. Um, but you're not watching like all nine games a year uh, a week. Yeah, I'll, or? I'll watch. I'll watch definitely eight. Yep. Yeah, and then the game that I don't see, I'll definitely watch the highlights. I mean, that's yep. my job. So. Yep. 
Um, and you, know, you love if, it. And I love it. So, you know, it's it's an easy sell when my wife complains about watching it? footy again. I say, darling, I'm working. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. working, darling. But do you love it when it's North Melbourne, Gold Coast, out of Hobart? And it's <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, there are some games I don't necessarily enjoy watching, but it is my, it is my job and I, I do watch it. Look, to be fair, there are times throughout the year where watching a game of footy can be hard, always trying to find something out of the game yeah. to talk about. Like, yeah. I would love to be able to watch a weekend of footy and just drink beers and, like, sit back and relax. Yeah. But unfortunately, I've sort of got to keep a bit of a closer eye and, and find some things to talk about. So um, it does sort of ha- have some slight negatives, but uh, yeah. particularly diff- if I do have a bottle of red on a Friday and then have to, <laughs> have to watch the game again the next morning. <laughs> How difficult is it to keep uh, interest in a game where it's a blowout at halftime? You're like, there's nothing in it for yeah. either team. Yeah. How hard is it as a commentator to just kind of keep your energy levels up? Yeah, that, that can be a challenge. Yeah. Um, that's why I like the balance of being a caller as well as special comments, because when you're a caller, you've got to stay engaged. Yep. Um, and generally you have to because the special comments guys have tuned out. So you, <laughs> you sort of wait for the you wait for someone to comment and no one says anything you know yeah. they've tuned out. So, yeah, um, yeah, I know. It's part of the professionalism and uh, the longer you go, the, the some guys tune out a lot, a lot, a lot easier. Because we actually just had Ben Dixon chatting to us. About, he talked about a player that he commented on who you know held a grudge against him. Have you got the vibe that there are certain players that maybe you've said something about and they... Funny you say that. I've already, I've already had over summer, I've had Nick Dacos. I've bumped into him twice and he's come up to me twice mm-hmm. because... Coming out of the draft, I made a comment that Jason Horn francis was head and shoulders the best player oh. in the draft. And obviously Nick Dacos' first year was pretty <laughs> handy. And he's let me know both times yep. that he heard the comments and he was a bit dirty. So I had to apologise and say, I think I got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah. There might not have been as big a gap between uh, Horn francis and you as I thought. So, yep. yeah, players do listen and they do remember. And who do you think might take it out this year? Actually, we haven't actually talked football a great deal this year. Uh, this uh, today, yeah. Adam. Why would we I think that? it's. A, I think it's a, in simple terms. I think there's ten teams that can genuinely finish top four yep. and contend. Um, Brisbane are obviously the ones that are cherry ripe. Geelong, of course. Richmond will bounce, but I'm I'm pretty confident Melbourne will be there this year. I think this it is was, a, bounce, a bounce back year for Demons. Because last year it was you know after ten rounds it was how far Melbourne. Yeah. I think they were ten and they ten were, and zip, yeah. and then one fight in a French restaurant, and all of a sudden things <laughs> fall to <laughs> shit. That's right. That's what can happen. Lost both finals and didn't hmm. didn't win a final. So I think they'll bounce back. Yep. Uh, I think that uh, they'll have a little point to prove after the end of last year. And they'll be the biggest threat. Adam's a massive Carlton fan. I'm a massive Hawthorne fan. Now, we all found it very funny around 23 when Carlton lost by a point to Collingwood and missed the finals. Found it very, very funny. Uh, can you give Adam a bit of solace at where the Blues might I actually can, Adam. Up? I'll tell you right now, I think that'll be the best thing that happened to Carlton because I think this year they'll be top four. I'm pretty bullish on the Blues. I don't know if you guys know this, but these are a little bit of stat nerd in me. Nearly every year for the last 10 years, a team that misses the eight ends up jumping into the top four. Okay. So there will be one side from outside the finals that will finish top four. For me, that's Carlton. I think sometimes if you limp into finals, it can actually give you a bit of a false lead on where you're at. Okay. So- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.